I am Hunter. Welcome to the I Am Hunter podcast. We are going to have a chat today. Oh, who are we? Who are we? I'm Jess. That's Tash. Who are you? This is Rod. Rod. <laughs> now that we've got the introductions out, out of the way, we're going to have a chat about hunting misinformation in the media today. Dad's going to take his beautiful headpiece off so that he looks prettier for all these boys on Instagram. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the things that the media do when they talk about hunting, like the inflammatory language that they use and misleading headlines. Um, Talking about animals being hunted that are endangered when they're not, that kind of stuff. And when they say a headline like that, the headline is what sticks. It doesn't matter if they say in it that that particular one wasn't endangered or this didn't really happen in the actual article. It's the headline that people talk about. So, yeah. And, and, and then kind of, you know, why do people get grumpy about that? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about all of those issues um, and try and dispel some of those But well, I don't get myths. grumpy. You definitely get And grumpy. some other things okay. like like saying stuff like illegal trophy hunting. It's not trophy hunting. No, not a thing. It's no. just or, or illegal hunting with a spotlight yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. no. There is no such thing as illegal hunting because it's not hunting, it's poaching. So, so we'll go a bit into that. Hopefully what this podcast will do is, um, like we'll have a chat about it obviously in a bit of a discussion, so hopefully it's interesting to you. Um, if not, we apologise. Um, <laughs> you've listened to us and wasted your time. <laughs> but hopefully what it will do is um, help you to start thinking about some of these terms that they do use in articles and in the media so that when you then see it and read about it, like we all do anyway, you can go, actually, no, this is what that's about and looking for the truth in that article so that if, you know, you've got friends that are sitting there and they bring it up and they're like, oh, but what about this that happened? And you can be like, well, no, actually, this is this is the truth of it. This is what really happened. The media just uses these words. So hopefully it helps to start dispelling some of those myths that the media like to spread. And helps you not to get too upset and start, you know, violently typing yeah. or thumbing your yeah. phone. Like, and then saying, you bunch of morons, I hate your guts, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because unfortunately that doesn't really help anyone, even though it might make us feel better at the time. Mm. Intelligent conversation is the best way to go. But first, I do have a couple of things that I wanted to show you guys. So I have three posts for the week that I really enjoyed. Hunting posts. Is this a new section to our podcast? This is a new thing. Yep. I thought this I'd bring it. I didn't understand it when I read the, read the notes. Yep, I didn't actually <laughs> tell them what I was going to do. I just put them in the notes. <laughs> so the first one was this one, and it is from, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Duet Hunting Safaris in Limpopo, it's South Africa. It's a big Africa. crocodile. Yep, so I'll put an overlay up um, to show everyone that's watching the podcast on either YouTube or on our I Am Hunter site. But and, if you're just listening, you should probably go there and check it out. Kind of news too. What we're thinking about, Tash is going to put like a, a huge amount of effort into building a podcast page. Yep. Um, and uh, and so we'll be able to put some of this stuff up on the podcast page. 
Yep. Yes. As well as like posts and stuff like that that we talk about during the podcast, it'll also have resources for where we got our information from when we talk about this stuff. So whether that's the articles that we're actually referencing and talking about or whether it's the evidence that we've used um, in what we discussed. So you guys will be able to go there on iamhunter.net and find all of that information if you're looking for more. So it's not just a listen to what we say and just take it on face value. We'll actually have sources there so you can go and research it if you want to. And we encourage you to do that. Yeah, and Tash got this from the absolute source of truth, which is Instagram. <laughs> I did indeed. So that fo- I just love that photo so much because it's a massive, massive crocodile, and that's a hunt that I want to nah, do. That's just a very small man. <laughs> that guy's very small. Don't, you don't have to show him. We'll put it up there. Don't worry. Sorry, guy, but you're a small guy. He's not a Sorry, small guy. guy. His rifle's bigger than him. Um, his Paul? name's Paul Ryan Rob- Robinson, and he is standing next to a huge crocodile, yeah, and I thought it was tiny. awesome. He's All tiny. it does is make me terrified to go anywhere near the water in Africa, honestly. I'm like, if there are things like that in there, I am. We've got no, that's not even salties here, though. Yeah, we have huge salties here. And but that's not even me. that's not even like the biggest, the, the worst thing about the water over there. Hippos, man. Oh, I was like, hippos. What's the worst thing? Does the water itself come for you? The water comes for you in Africa. <laughs> like bad Moana scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Moana, the dark edition. <laughs> in the dark continent. <laughs> uh, the next one was actually from Shane Broadby, and it's a photo of He's a this. a local boy. He is a local boy. He actually won, didn't he win our buffalo hunt? Yeah, he, he did, and I'm going to take him next yeah. month. Uh, this month. Yeah. This month. Mm. Well, there you go. He won our uh, water buffalo hunt for Christmas. And it is a picture of a fallow deer that he got. Um, what we would call a bad stag. A bad stag. But it's really cool. I thought it was actually a really interesting one. And the if you look at the bone bit of it, that's not actually deformed. It's just the antler. Which I yeah. found really interesting. That is weird, actually. Hey. And yeah. it's kind of cool, too, that, you know, most people, like you even look around our room here, you know, you're kind of looking for symmetry and rack size and all this kind of stuff. But some and, of the weird ones and, are cool. And, um, you know, you got this idea when, when people talk about trophies, I guess, you know, you got kind of instantly got this picture in your head of what a trophy looks like. Yeah. yeah. You know, but... Like a trophy you know, fellow. Big palms. And this has been a conversation I've had around the campfire many, many times with many different people. Is like, you know, a trophy is what you find it to be. You know, yeah, I it's mean, what you make if, it. if it was a really hard hunt or it was something that was significant to you or whatever else, and you put that on your wall, well, great. That's great. It's a memory for you to be able to think about what happened and when it happened and. You know, and and the whole the whole hunt itself is the trophy. It's not just about yeah. you know an animal right yeah. at the end of it. So you know, which what is I what liked. we all keep reiterating. But I think this kind of shows that you know there's you know he's hung that on his wall, mm. and he's taken the time to actually you know do the skull up and and yeah. and everything else. Well, like he actually that. said he got it ten years ago, and he's only just put it up. So yeah. I, I found that really interesting that he's gone. Actually, wait a minute. I like this. Yeah. I like it enough know, to put it on my wall. Do you want to yeah. know something really cool? What? He used one of the skull hooker mounts to do it that he got that a discount awesome. code for in our trophy room yeah. as, from being a member. That's right. Discount codes on him, Hunter. What? We- it's just sneaky. <laughs> sneaky. Um, <laughs> sneaky plug. One of the things plug, I yeah. like the most, oh, I actually thought Tash printed this out because of the comment that was on there because in the screenshot there's a comment and Shane said, to another guy, thanks, mate. That's what antler and horn on the wall is all about. Memories of the experience. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. why I printed it off. Yeah. I knew. So, great, great so you know, don't let anyone tell you your trophy's not a good trophy just because they got one that's bigger than you. Because it's about the experience. Yep. 
Okay, so the next photo was, I believe this is in New Zealand, Amy Lee Wilde. And it is a photo of her a just... Lot of photos. So, hey, hey, don't worry, I'll show them. She spends yeah. her whole life on Instagram. Yeah. So she finds a that's lot. That's true. I find a lot of stuff. Uh, this is Amy Lee Wilde. I don't know if that's how you actually say her name, but that's her handle on Instagram. And she is just beasting it up with yeah. half a deer on her back trekking through the mountains. Just a big old deer butt on her shoulders. I thought that was just absolute beast. Beast so, mode. Beast nice mode. Work, Amy. Comment, dinner's served. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Finished. So there's no head on that one or anything. She's just got the legs and she is going to make some tasty venison. Uh, the next one I have is not a cool hunting photo, but a taxidermy photo. So I thought I'd do taxidermy of the podcast. I don't know, taxidermy of the week, something. Mm-hmm. And that one is um, a fox jumping at a turkey. I'll show you guys. How biologically accurate is this? Like Biologically? Do, yeah, like do foxes hunt turkeys? Is it biologically or is it foxes, like... foxes, if they're hungry, they'll hunt almost yeah. anything. Are there foxes where there are turkeys? I reckon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... Maybe they shot... them all over the US now. <laughs> maybe they shot them at the same time. Oh, like it's a great piece of taxidermy. I'm just, I thought it was awesome. Questions it's actually... The, the actual taxidermy on Instagram is in a video form and it like does a... 360 uh, of it and it's really cool yeah. um, Those but I, I don't know guys, is that how you say it Canadi? I think so yeah because yeah. they they got some amazing They've, stuff oh, I yeah. had to really yeah that yeah. but but, <laughs> but go before, go. We, before we flip that hunting turkeys yeah I don't get it oh don't you no I would definitely like to hunt a turkey no, I'd I've like watched, to try I've it I've watched a couple of meat eater episodes where he hunts them and I'm like boring really like, the, I don't know dude, they just sit there and they just go bruh, bruh, or, <laughs> you are going to take off so many turkey hunters <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry in advance I mean, <laughs> it must be it, like obviously it attracts some people well but... we talked to Jesse Phillips about this in one of one of our other podcasts and he was saying how it's like a thrill and yeah. it's, it's actually a chase yeah and I'm sitting there like, it's a big fat bird. Is it? Yeah, because they're real smart. They're a lot smarter than you think they yeah, are. But I, and I, uh, yeah, and I, I don't also know. don't I, get the it, whole... It must be hard to see when you watch it on television because, you know, I've watched, like I said, Ronella's done a few of them. Mm. And there's a couple of other guys that I've watched do turkey hunts. I think I watched, um, what's that other guy um, that I, I enjoy watching? I anyway, whatever Jim it is. Jim Shockey? No, not Jim Shockey. <laughs> um, um, anyway... I've watched a couple of them do the turkey hunts, and uh, and it's kind of like you sit there and you're going, man, there's a whole lot of lead up, and all they're doing is going, you know, and it's like that's the interesting part. He's gonna piss off some people, and and then finally this turkey kind of comes in, tries to smack the crap out of some mannequin. That they've planted a, out a there. A decoy. Is yeah, that what he's talking, he's talking yeah. about? Decoys, not mannequins. Yeah. I mean, that would be kind of fun to watch. And I, yeah, well, that's they, the they interesting bit. They get real bit. grumpy. But yeah. that, that seems to, to happen so fast. It's not like, you know, like what, some of the best deer hunts I've done, like you see the deer way out in the distance, yeah. you kind of trek to it, you do kind of, and you're trying to meet the deer at a cross section. I, I don't know. And, you know. See, I think you're just putting more value on a deer. Maybe. Uh, is, there, is there any difference in... In a deer just walking up, and it just stands well, there, no, and then you shoot it. Like, they're kind of like those kind of hunts. It's like, yeah, that was good. But but, but like I'm saying, the, there's the deer walks up. You go, that's a nice deer. You shoot it, right? The turkey, it freaking attacks a decoy. 
Yeah, but and, I think, I think we get like, the wrong nah, idea of it. I think we get the wrong idea of it over here too, because every turkey I've ever seen has just been on a farm. Yeah, and they're just kind of sitting around the grain silos. I actually watched know, a video. And they just look like fat birds that are lazy. They are fat birds. You know. Although I have to say, when we killed those turkeys up the farm, when I did the roosters, yeah, those turkeys were vicious. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I, I watched but... a video of a guy, and he had shot his turkey, and it wasn't wasn't quite gone. Yeah. And he went up to it because he thought it was, and it full attacked him. <laughs> like, fully attacked him, and he had scratch marks everywhere. I have quite, in, like, uh, it sounds terrible, but I have quite enjoyed watching some of those videos where they bow hunt the turkeys with the blades that flick out, and they decapitate Mechanical them. ones. I think that yeah, would that, be... That's like, actually... The that skill would be in that, because yeah. it's a, a next small assault, target. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah. skill involved in that would be pretty... That would be pretty cool. I don't mm. understand how they then get them mounted. But don't they have a four-inch flick or something that comes out? Yeah, it's pretty big. Either side? No, I, mean, I, think, I don't think it's quite four inches, but it's big. Yeah. Yeah. He might be right. Anyway, I mean, I the, think... It's like, a really like, cool piece of taxidermy. The, is. Going back to the taxidermy, <laughs> I think if you've got the bird... This is kind of the other thing that kind of is a little bit of a, a low for me, is that when they do those kind of fan-tailed kind of things, where it's just like a tail yeah. and a little beard <laughs> hanging off a yeah. piece of wood or something like that... I'm like, oh, I get it. Maybe that was all you could afford, or whatever else for the taxidermy. Maybe, or maybe really you like did it, it yourself, and that's great, yeah. or whatever. Maybe they like it. I don't know, but um, I think that the like with smaller animals and turkeys, obviously a big bird, but it's a small animal. I, I think that that kind of represents yeah a trophy really one well. One of my favorite ones you know? I've ever seen. One of my favorite. And turkey. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. One of my favorite turkey trophies I've ever seen was of a wood carved. Um, Indian chief head, and then the feathers were his hat. So the turkey. Yeah, that'd were be cool. Yeah, but you might get done cultural cool. appropriation these these days. The significance for me about the beard and the feathers the, and but stuff the, like that, the, they're the all associated with the bird. Oh, the spur. The, yeah, the spur. Yeah. That's what gets me. Have you seen some of those? Yeah. They're massive. Yeah. <clears throat> Right, Anyways, that on. yeah, that was that was it yeah. for yeah. those. Actual so, actual sorry conversation if I offended now. any turkey hunters out there. I really didn't mean to. I've never done it, so they don't forgive you. So you, you know, <laughs> and watching Ranella was a little bit boring on those episodes. Now, where was but I? Steve, keep doing what you're doing. Good job. All right, so hunting misinformation in modern social media and news. Yeah. It's everywhere. It is. YouTube should block it. <laughs> they're more likely going to block us <laughs> so true. Um, but you see this stuff especially on um, people's pages like Tess Tally um, Becca Garris mm. people like that where they get attacked by the media and it's like this lady's hunted an endangered giraffe an endangered rare black well, even giraffe someone and like stuff like Jim that Jim Shockey's got flipping loads and loads of people that follow him yeah. and you get all these you know Obviously, wannabes that jump on there and go, "Oh, I can't believe you killed a zebra, or I can't believe you did this, or I can't believe you did that, or yeah. endangered species this, or you murdered that." They always that, throw or... that out, like mm. it's an endangered species, and it's yeah. like, "Well, no, yeah. that's not true. It's yeah. not. It's not an endangered species. There are subspecies of giraffe and of zebra that are either endangered or near threatened, but the ones that you hunt." Oh. Mm. And I think for the most part, it's just because people don't know this stuff. Like here in Tasmania, we have a relative, like a decent fallow deer population here. They recently did an audit, and what was it? The estimate was like fifty thousand deer or something. At like least, that in the state. Yeah. yeah. And yet, you talk to people who are completely outside of the hunting industry and have nothing to do with it, 
And they don't even they realise even... that there are deer in the yeah. state. They'd be like, what? There's yeah. deer? I've had Where's those the conversations with people. They're like... But they what? don't travel either. Yeah. yeah. And they don't go out in the bush either. You yeah. Know? And they so just sit there and watch the telly. It's easy yeah. for them to accept the information that they get handed by media outlets in articles and headlines like that because they actually don't have any idea of the flip side. We had this conversation once. We went out for a breakfast with some of the girls from our church and they were asking us about, because I'd shot a zebra in Africa, and they were like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine and we understand that you guys shoot deer for meat, but like you don't go and shoot like zebra or giraffe or anything, do you? Like, and I'm like, uh, giraffe's like my dream animal. And I would I love to shoot a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that to them and they were like, what? And no, and but I, think I ended it's up having that... a conversation with them and we were like, no, actually it's not... They're not endangered, and over there, meat is meat, and it's just protein to them, and all of it gets. And used it's the value and... you put put on certain animals, like and then and then you, you put go more value whole... on a deer than you've put on the on a giraffe than you've put on a deer. Yeah. Then you have to and go through the whole thing? conversation of saying, "Well, you realise they use the meat over there too." Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't just get left there. And I mean, it exactly. ended up being after that conversation, like it started out with them being like shock horror. I can't believe that you would shoot a zebra to. Oh, okay. No, I actually didn't think about any of that, and I didn't realize that they weren't endangered, and I didn't realize that they would eat the meat. And so it was like this by us actually having that conversation and going, "Hey, let's actually have a chat about this," yeah. rather than just getting. Well, I mean, if you hurt. think about it, the the there's three subspecies of zebra. There's the gravies, the mountain, and the plains zebra. And the plains zebra is nine out of ten times the one that you will shoot. Mm. But everybody and loves that- gravy. I mean, true, and I'd put some gravy on a zebra too. It's pretty tasty. Please kill it first. Like, don't just out there hunting. Anyways, there's three subspecies. The plains one is the nine out of ten you'll shoot a plains zebra, and the majority of the time it'll be in South Africa or somewhere where the populations are pretty abundant. Yeah, there are five hundred thousand or over five hundred thousand plains zebra. Just the plains zebra. They are by the. IUCN, I always get that wrong. IUCN, the International Union of Conservation of Nature, for conservation of nature, they are um, classed as of least concern. So that population. But if you look at the population of zebra as a whole, with the other subspecies in it, it's like near threatened or something. And you know what no one hears about? It is like the stuff that we know because we're connected well with a number of different outfitters in Africa is that they go through a drought, what do they kill? Zebra. They cull the zebra yep. because they eat so much food, yep. and nobody hears about that. They just cull them. They have to cull them because they eat so much, yeah. and they'll they'll eat out. So, they'll would they'll you out, cull an endangered species? Would you go and cull koala bears? I mean, it wouldn't matter if the gum trees were flipping, you know, just about extinct. There'd be no way anyone would allow you to cull koala bears. It's they don't like even horses. let you cull it's kangaroos. Like the wild horses yeah. in um, game. They're not called game parks, but like... Um, Reserves. Yeah, in the US and stuff like that, where they have huge problems with wild horses there. And the brumbies that we have here, and the donkeys that we have here up in the Northern Territory. Yeah. There's stuff that is in such high number, and they're so good at camels. breeding. Camels are good at breeding. Yeah. Camels, there's, there's oh. <laughs> camels and pigs in Northern Territory, yeah. Western Australia, and in yeah. Queensland for the pigs especially. Yeah, the problems you know, we have with them. That, and yeah. people, we just don't realise that. Like, we see zebra as the cute little thing that David Attenborough talked about, or the... Was there zebras in The Lion King? Yeah, they were. Yeah, when they were. Yeah. walked through that first thing. We see them as this beautiful, nice little Disney image of this pretty zebra, and they are beautiful creatures. Like, we bought home that we got ours mounted when I shot mine in um Still in not home yet. Still not home yet because of COVID. Because they are beautiful animals. But there's also they're also not endangered just because they're beautiful animals that have been showed as the 
the um but the thing is that crown and glory of africa another what? thing them talking about these animals being endangered and stuff like that the, the other thing that they say is that hunting is the reason that these populations are going down yeah. And it's like, no, since... The reverse. Yeah, actually, it's thanks to trophy hunting in South, Af- South Africa, there has been a 4,000% increase in the animal populations over there since the 1960s. And, and why is that? Because they have a value. Mm. Yeah. And if, they, if you have land, I mean, this is as simple as it is, especially in a lot of those third world countries. Mm. If you have land and you can't make money out of it, mm. you don't have land. Mm. Yeah. You're going to lose that land mm. really, really quickly. Mm. So it's either farming... Like for crops and stuff like that. Yep. So or dig the crap out of the soil, turn up the first flipping one foot of soil, and put in your mono crops. And in that case, you have to kill all the animals. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Because yeah. they're know? competing for your crop. So yeah. it's one or the other. And the thing is that these animals now have a value on them, so people won't kill them. And the the this idea that it's hunting that's killing them because hunting kills an animal is just not true. The biggest threat to any animal anywhere in the world is habitat loss from human like human encroachment. And so this is exactly what we're talking about in Africa. They will lose their habitat and not have somewhere to live unless you're turning those areas into game reserves where people can go in and hunt them. And they pay to do that. So they're giving that land a purpose for being there. Mm. Rather than being turned into farming or being turned into something else, they're actually giving purpose for that and, land being there. And people say that that these safari places... Dad's gone. The people will say that these safari places that are the photography ones will do the same thing. But the thing is, what the, what's the average cost for shooting a giraffe? Like nine thousand US dollars? No, Maybe more? no, it's not that much. Yeah? No, it's like four thousand or something like that. Okay, like four thousand US dollars. No one's gonna pay that much to take a photo of a giraffe. Yeah, that's the thing. And so there's because of these game reserves and these places where you can actually go and shoot them there has been an increase in the giraffe population so going a little bit more into it there's nine subspecies of giraffe so the ones the one that you shoot is called a giraffa see giraffa yeah when i was reading these i know i'm sorry there are scientific names are confusing there are scientific names but the one that you will actually shoot has had an increase and it it's said that it's a historic increase from eight thousand giraffes to 21,000 or over 21,000 drafts. So that's the one that you hunt. The only one that you actually hunt has has increased increased (laughs) from 8,000 to 21,000. And the thing that people don't talk about too is the economic knock-on effect of going hunting. Like, you go on a hunting trip to Africa and you travel there, you're paying for airfares, you're paying when you get there... You pay for to hire a driver or the guide has come and picked you up that you're paying for at the place. The, when you actually get to the hunting property, he has got trackers that are hired. They've got cooks in the kitchen that are providing all the food. The cleaners are all locals who are actually who actually have employment out of you being there. And then once you've, once you've paid your $4,000 to go and hunt your giraffe, you then take it to a taxidermist in Africa that's going to taxidermy it for you. And that's another couple of grand that you drop there that is also hiring locals who are doing the work. And they're not just hiring them to do some sweeping the floor some unskilled labor job they're teaching them how to actually create this artwork of an animal we went when we went to um, highveld taxidermy and did a tour around their premises and it was amazing like they had this old guy who had been there and he'd been working for them for like 20 years and he was their most skilled artist they called him an artist because Because that's what what he he did yeah it's so amazing and he's now teaching the next generation of taxidermists to do what he does and so that knock-on effect of it is just amazing. And if you were to just 
sure, you might go out and eat a meal and stuff like that if you go there for a photography tour. But I can't see any person <laughs> in their right mind, honestly, I can't, yeah. travelling to Africa and paying $4,000 and then a couple of grand extra say, to, to equivalent to equivalent that's not a word, isn't it? Is it? To make the equivalent for <laughs> photography. <laughs> to make the equivalent for photography, you're looking at paying $4,000 to get in the car and go out and find the zebra and take its picture. And then you're going to pay another two or three grand to, to get, get the, the pictures printed. Yeah. Because that's what a hunter does when they go and get the taxidermy done. But the thing is that, that it's not just, you know, they're still going to the restaurants and stuff like that. The hunters are doing that also. Yeah. So it's, there's no, there's no equivalent. Yeah. There can't yeah. be. Yeah. Hey guys, just want to take a moment to tell you guys about I Am Hunter. This podcast is part of the I Am Hunter network or group that, that we've put together, uh, which is a series of um, advocacy and information details that we provide for hunting. It's a membership site, um, and that membership helps us to be able to support and pay for the articles and the details that we're providing to the community and to, well, to everyone, hunters and, and non-hunters alike. Um, if you want to help support that message and support us to keep that hunting message alive, then by all means, jump on and get on to www.iamhunter.net. And thank you very much for your support. What else are we talking about? Inflammatory language. Yes, the inflammatory language does tick me off. I read it and I just it makes me eye Oh, I'll, I'll so show bad. you a couple of articles, um, a couple of headlines <laughs> from that kind of stuff where it's like, the hunters went on a killing spree. There was murder. <laughs> they kill for blood fun lust. and they kill for the kicks and yeah. all of this kind of stuff. And they're, they're bloodlust. And it's just like... But some of the stuff I think that is the most um, useful for us to pay attention to, because that stuff is just over the top and it's ridiculous. And it's emotive language. Like they're trying to use emotions to gain a response from the audience that's reading, right? How dare you murder that giraffe? What do you do about that? I, I, honestly, um, I, don't I don't know. know. Other than us not playing into it. Um, but some of the stuff that is useful, I think, to look out for is where they'll say, like, what was that one in Victoria recently? And it was like illegal um, hunters illegally spotlighting something. And it yeah. was like, and yeah. they made out. Illegal like, hunting. Or, yeah, trespass. They, they ended up trespassing and they were spotlighting without permits. And yeah. they had, did they have a firearms license? Oh, uh, they, they were shooting from the road. Yeah, they well. were shooting from the road. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, all of it is, illegal. They were criminals. They weren't hunters that were out hunting like the rest of us go and do when we pack up our bags and go out they were and camp and try and get some deer. They were criminals. They were breaking the law in multiple ways. And so when they use when they use a term like hunters in that article and in that headline, that's where we can turn it around if someone brings it up or in conversation or on social media posts in a respectful way. Um, we can turn that around and go, actually, no, guys, this is not hunters. This is not what we're about and this is not what we do. These are criminals. Any more than someone who drink drives doesn't represent all drivers. Any more than someone who, I don't know, commits other crimes and murders people is not the same as But, humans. I mean, they use the same, um, especially over here. I don't know about places like the US, but over here they'll use, um, if someone shoots someone uh, shoots someone else, they'll say, oh, this, this firearm owner or something like that. Yeah. And they'll use it to paint a bad picture of all firearms owners. And it's like, yeah. no, that guy was actually doing something illegal. That's not... That, that thing that he did was already illegal. Yeah. And so it's like that the people that are legally using their firearms, mm. making laws so that other people can't murder people, it, 
it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because... To the people who are going to break the law. Yeah, exactly. They're going to break the law anyway. So making more laws to hurt firearms owners is not going to help with that. Yeah. Yeah. It does tick me off when you see it. A little bit. (laughs) And it's easy to get riled up with that stuff, but I suppose just trying to keep that cool head because at the end of the day, you're never going to convince anyone by shouting at them. You have to kind of walk alongside them and be willing to have that discussion. Um, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately in all areas of, of my life is that by just speaking something at somebody, I'm not actually going to change their mind at all. Yeah. The likelihood is, is they're just going to dig their feet in further. Um, I or have to actually give them the ability to ask questions and to challenge me on things that they don't understand or things that they, you know, where they think something and I think something else. And to have that discussion and that conversation Yeah, sometimes it can be awkward. Yeah, sometimes you don't have all the answers and that's fine. No one expects you, no no respectful person when you're in when you have a friendship with someone or something like that, expects you to have all of the answers. And it's easy to turn it around and just say, Listen, I actually don't have an answer for that, but I'm willing to go and look into it so that I can come back and give you some answers for that and we can continue to have a discussion about this. Rather than just this yelling at each other and expecting that it's going to go somewhere and then getting ticked off that the divide grows bigger and bigger yeah. between those who hunt and those who don't hunt. We yeah. have to actually be willing to take the time out of our day to and, share this And educate people. people. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, it's not that they hate hunters just because they hate hunters. It's They do it because of all of these headlines that are like these murderers and stuff mm. like that. They're, they're misinformed. Mm. They don't know what hunting is. They don't know why we hunt. And that's mm. one reason why we have these podcasts, why we have I Am Hunter, to try and educate people and to show you guys that this is the argument that we need to be having. This yeah. is how we should be telling people and not just going, oh, well, I'm allowed to hunt. Like, I, I can do what I want or this is my right. It has to. There has to be a reason or an educational reason that we can give them to actually show them instead of just yelling back at them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, that's why we like sharing this stuff. And sure, we cop flack sometimes and we get bite back even from hunters yeah. <laughs> who decide that they disagree with what we're doing. And I suppose that's kind of a side note. Like, hunters, don't attack other hunters. If you disagree with how someone else hunts, like, and I'm talking hunters, not poachers, not, not people who are committing crimes and doing illegal things. I'm talking about other hunters. If they are doing something and you just don't agree with it, if you really feel the need and it really feels necessary to you to sit them down and have a conversation with them about it, then fine. Send them a message. Sit them down. Do it in a respectful way and come at it from a position of wanting to actually help them to learn or help them to better what they're doing. Not from a place of, I know this and you're stupid and you don't know better so I have to come and teach you. But actually that kind of like coming alongside someone and going, listen, I actually really want you to benefit from this. That's why I'm sharing this information with you. That's why I'm having this conversation with you. Because when we attack each other, like we're attacked enough from the outside. We don't need to be attacking each other just because Tash wants to bow hunt and I don't. Not not that that's the case, but you know what I mean? Like that she wants to trophy hunt in small enclosed high fence spaces and I want a free range hunt. Which, I mean, I am more for the... uh, chase rather than that yeah. but it's that's still a legal preference. hunt that's yeah. a personal preference yeah. if it is a legal hunt and it's not poaching or it's not anything illegal yeah. then there's no problem with it yeah like i don't walk up to someone and go ew that's disgusting why are you driving a baked bean car just because i don't like small cars and i think they're Actually, dangerous and they're not big enough 
it, personal it was, preference. <laughs> it was actually something, and and I remember saying to our guide in South Africa, our personal hunter, Willem, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not really one for the whole, you know, drive up and shoot something. And he was like, you may not be, but there's a lot of the times that people that are like um, veterans from the US that can't walk yeah. that far or older men and stuff like that that yeah. actually can't do the hiking anymore yeah. or people that have lost their legs or things like that that do that. Yeah. So there, there is a there is a place for it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel bad. Yeah, and it is. It's once you actually start to allow yourself to get some perspective and go, there are actually reasons for this that I might not see or understand, mm. then you can be open to going, oh, okay, I, I get it. I get that. You I know, may have is... been a bit of a dick thinking yeah. the way that I thought. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> But that's what happens when we get stuck in our ways, I think, and just get a particular mm. perspective and then put the blinders on and don't don't try and hear from anyone else or don't listen to what anyone else is saying or what any of the other reasons are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that is all we have for today. Mm. Um, if you want to see any of our sources, I will try and make up a post with all of the sources of this stuff. Um, if you are listening, you can watch the video. Yeah. On YouTube or on our website. We can't um, promise it's more interesting than just listening to our voices, but... We can't, but it might be. <laughs> and you'll be able to see all of the overlays that we have of the yeah. posts that we talk about um, and of the um, headlines and all of that kind of stuff. But otherwise, I will put that in the post. Yeah. Um, the post will be available on iamhunter.net, which is also where, if you haven't already, you can go and we've got a whole bunch of tutorials up there to do with hunting... DIY tanning and taxidermy stuff, um, all sorts of things. And then we've also got like wild game recipes and we've got a bunch of articles about this stuff. So about um, conservation hunting and the evidence behind it and the arguments for it. And so you can, if you want to find out more and do a little bit of research, we've got a whole area on our website that's dedicated to that. So you can go and do that at iamhunter.net. We also also have also also have a membership side of that website where you can become a member and you get some cool little discounts from um, some hunting companies and stuff like that. You get um, entered into our giveaways. Entered get, into our giveaways. Yeah. Uh, you get a bunch of stuff that we offer back to our members, but the main purpose of that membership is to support things like this so that we can put this podcast together, so that we can put our episodes together, so that we can put the tutorials that we do oh, on YouTube. Episodes and is a good thing to talk about. We didn't tell them that. On the website. Yeah, we got episodes. Sometimes we be dicks in front of cameras. and Sometimes we be dicks. Yeah. Um, no, that's what she most was... of the time. <laughs> what she was supposed to say is we also have our TV show, I Am Hunter, <laughs> which you can find on our website oh, for members. That's a way better description yeah. of our TV show. So all of our members get access to that on our website, or you can go to Emma tv and get access to it there yeah, so that's my outdoor tv my outdoor tv and yes. they've got a, they've got a whole bunch of other hunting shows available yeah so it's not well. just getting access to our show you get, i think there's like fifteen thousand shows or something yeah. like that on there it's it'd be ridiculous huge yeah 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 anyways check us out on all the stuff we've and got instagram which we yeah. all have personal profiles for tash is like a mad cool mom on hers i sometimes cut the heads off chickens and she show does. you guys how to do she that. also cooks real good Sometimes. Dad, uh, what does he do on his? He, he dances. Farms. Yeah, he dances in his funny overalls. He does that, and yeah. it's hilarious. I was yeah. I was actually sitting with some, I was sitting at work or something, and one of the ladies at work follows Dad, <laughs> and she was like, look at your dad right now. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, you'll see lots of cows on Dad's profile. Lots of cows. Oh, here he comes back right oh, at the end of the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
Anyway, sure. follow but us also, on all the socials. Follow us on socials. We've got a YouTube channel that you can check out our stuff. Um, and also, next podcast will be all about um, killing animals. No, killing animals. Murder. <laughs> hunting. Death, killing. Hunting uh, makes animals extinct, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. And we'll give you all the facts to that. I've, I've, I've smelt some fairly smelly animals. They stink. Really? Yeah. We've got stinkies here. We do have stinkies But here. don't call them stinkies and be nasty about it. But Dad, Dad, we've finished the podcast now and you've only just come back in. So you need to do your Sorry song. About that. Say goodbye to your fans. Bye, guys. Love you. And like See we you said, soon. you can watch him dancing on his Instagram. i got some cool moves. <laughs> See not. you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>